everybody. Welcome to the internal podcast. Yo. With Alex and Aaron. You know, just crushing it this morning or this afternoon. Yep. We don't even know what time of day it is. You know, I'm used to these being in the morning. You know, I, know. I think we might be afternoon people now. And so it's just like messing with my rhythm. Uh, well, I listened to the ones we did a week ago because we didn't do any last week. Mm-hmm. They sounded pretty good. And those were afternoon podcasts. It's a different vibe. I think it, I could be okay with it. I honestly, I prefer mornings because I feel like I think a little bit better in the oh, morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But afternoon, I can make it's a little more fun, I think, in the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, once we have the studio, I feel like we'll be drinking beer every once in a while in the afternoon. and It'll be cool. It'll be cool. We'll have guest appearances. We'll have, well, yeah, that'll be a big part of it. And people will want to be on the podcast. That's the thing. I, it'll, it'll be, be like, oh, all I have to do is be on the podcast to just go like shoot the shit and have a beer. It'll be a, yeah, yes, we'll, you can. we'll make it a, a special thing to be on the podcast. Yeah. But just but just think about that, how, I mean, as we grow, it's only going to become cooler and cooler to be on the podcast. I love that you put in theory at the end of that. <laughs> in theory. Yeah. Well, this is all theory. For sure. This we're, whole we're still theoretical. Yes, yeah, theoretical. Um, speaking of theory, theor- speaking of theoretical, what still needs to be done at the office before we move on in other than the inspection? Yeah, just over there. So they're waiting electrical inspection one, um, life and safety final inspection. Sure. And assuming all of that happens and actually goes as it should, we should be able to get in there um, next Wednesday. Cool. Uh, We'll still be missing a few things like a few of the art elements won't be there. Some of the signage won't be there. Sure. The some of the countertops won't be there. Have they done any of the countertops yet? Um, they've done half of the kitchen. We should have the island, we should have the kitchen done. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So the kitchen will be fully functional and everything like that. Uh, it'll just be the bar and the coffee bar that won't be there. That's fine. Yeah. It's all right. So it'll be mostly done, and then Molly comes in to do her magic sure. design stuff. End of August. We still have a few small elements. Going into early September, but like by mid-September, it should be buttoned up. Awesome. In theory, like we said. In theory. (laughs) Then you have, you know, once you get into it, then you start to figure out some of the problems too that we probably haven't figured out yet. Um, We had the ice maker overflow over the weekend. Okay. Which was cool. Um, The server room is overheating. Constantly. Also cool. So that is, uh, and we brought that up and the architects were like, no, it'll be fine. We we're like, are you sure it'll be fine? Turns like, out not fine. We're architects. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Turns out, yep, not at all fine. And uh, guess who has to pay for that one? We do. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's just like, that's the fun, that's the not fun stuff mm-hmm. that I am, I'm a patient person and my patience is just about out. Sure. With the office. I do think you'll start feeling a little bit better once like people are there though. Yes, I know. But we're still not in. So. Well, and I, f- I failed to manage my expectations accordingly. If I would have managed my expectations better and actually, you know, instead of the all the other deadlines, I had told myself like, all right, just add a few months to whatever yeah. they told me. I would be in a better place mentally, mm-hmm. but I have actually taken them for their word. How dare you? Like an idiot every single time. How dare you? Yeah. 
I do think that there will also be once we have a lot of the people in there and we're using it and have kind of some like rhythm and flow, that's when some other things will pop up. Like, Hmm, I bet it would be helpful if we had this or we were using this room like this. You know what I mean? Like those smaller things. Totally. Um, that you can never plan for. No. And that'll be information we take and incorporate into version two. (laughs) Whenever that happens. Whenever that happens. Yeah. Let's move into the first one first. Yes. Yeah, I kind of working on things in that world, but I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to get people all worked yeah, up. There's enough going on. Yeah. You traveled a good bit last week. I did. Yes. I We saw Berg, mm-hmm. which was a really good time. Saw Ford and Dan. Uh, saw some of their job sites, which was very cool. Yeah. Uh, every time you see Berg, you really don't know what you're going to get. There's a lot of variety mm-hmm. with what they do. So. We saw a job at at the gardens, like Longwood Gardens, I think it is, which mm-hmm. is this huge, apparently it's a huge deal. And some of the prettiest gardens I've seen, wow. I mean, we didn't really get to wander through them because we looked like construction workers. And yeah, that's, like, construction workers are frowned upon in high society nice like that. Places. <laughs> yeah, but that'll be a really good job for Berg. And then we went to a landfill and then we went to a commercial project. So it's just a little bit of everything with that. Are they building a golf course? Did I hear that right? They want to get into golf course okay. work. Yeah, they've dabbled a little bit. Um, the interesting thing with golf courses is uh, it, it aligns really well with some of their core competencies and lines up really well with landfills. It's similar work because you have to be really precise, but there's also a level of creativity to it. Mm-hmm. Golf courses are weird. It, it, not everyone can go build a golf course. They're, they're very complicated. Um, and there's a high degree of artwork to them. Um. On the uh, prospects list for the Dirt Talk podcast, there is a golf course uh, designer that has been mentioned to my email multiple times. Really? I can put on there. Really? We we can talk about. That'd be super cool. I've been kind of gone back and forth because like on one hand, golf courses, well, on one hand, golf is pretty white collar, pretty high society. Totally. But golf courses... It's kind of like a nice cross section because that's like a bunch of excavation. You make them with dirt. You make them with dirt. Yeah, I uh, growing up, I uh, we we had a house that was on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Camelback Golf Course in Paradise Valley, and uh, we we moved just down the street. After we moved, they decided to redo the entire golf course, mm-hmm. completely redo it from scratch, blank slate. Oh wow! Yeah. And so I would go out there. I think I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. I would go out there and would just sit and watch the big old bulldozers push dirt around. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. That was the first time I saw big dozers. And they had, I think they had D10s out there. I mean, they were hogging Real dirt. Big, yeah. yeah. In the middle, you know, it, it was this really nice golf course with really nice houses all, all around. And there's D10s just ripping and pushing dirt mm-hmm. like it's a mine site. <laughs> To go build this golf course. That's the that's the fun thing about dirt talk is I love that people think it's this really small niche because it's not. Mm-hmm. There's so much room to explore and so many different avenues. And it touches so many aspects of life that with creative, with the podcast, with whatever we do, there's endless. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the reason why there's endless possibilities because it's in all aspects of yeah. life. Um, I put on our Slack channel the other day that 
I kind of got somehow, I don't want to say roped into, but I started sort of mentoring these two young guys who have a dirt podcast or yeah. construction podcast. Yeah. Um, I think he reached out to me on LinkedIn and I, I just was sort of like, sure, I'll chat with you. I don't know what you want to, what you think I know, but sure. And it was like an awesome conversation just talking about, you know, like they're just so such novices at like all of the technical aspects and they're just out of college, um, both more like residential construction. Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, asked for advice or what are some things to think about with this? And, you know, I often feel like a, a novice myself in some ways, but when I like have a little bit more perspective, it's like, okay, there are some things that I'm like currently doing in my job that I'm like really, really qualified to do. Um, but it was just like a nice perspective setter. But one thing we talked about, and I've said this to you before, is that with Dirt Talk, you know, with with our, it is, we are a niche podcast, but we're not like as tight as like it might seem. Yeah. But what we were talking about was these sorts of podcasts reaching these sorts of audiences it's like the only type of podcast or one of the few kinds of podcasts in the world that almost everybody listening is a qualified candidate to be on the podcast. That's a good point. And so when you were talking about how like it, it touches a lot of ways of life, a lot of kinds of work, a lot of these things, it's like, yeah, basically anybody who listens, who's interested in this probably has like a good story for it. And it's a, I want to ride that fine line of, uh, being being really appealing to those people, but also somebody that knows nothing about dirt could, in theory, listen to it and enjoy it. And that's what, but I think that's what's really cool is that even listening to the podcast you just did with um, Brock Johnson, who is like on the side starting his own excavation company in uh, Minnesota, there's a lot of like technical stuff he's talking about, but never once is it like, all right, y'all can quit nerding off and get back yeah, to the store. Yeah. You know, like it didn't feel like that at all. I, I, I try to keep it high level enough. Mm-hmm. Like if it were Eric Jumper doing this podcast, sure. he would go down a ridiculous rabbit hole of what kind of bucket Brock has on his skid steer. Sure. And why this bucket cutting edge is better than this bucket cutting edge. And that's maybe cool for like standing on a job site. Exactly. The shit, but not necessarily for a podcast. Correct. Yeah. And I'll have those conversations like, I don't know how many uh, how many questions I had about what kind of bucket is that on your skid steer, and I, I don't I don't really get into that yeah. technical stuff. People think I'm I'm technical in this. I, I'm not. I'm like I, it's just a bucket they gave me. I, I don't know. Yeah, it had teeth on it, and I asked them to put a cutting edge on it. That's all. I that's the extent of of how I thought of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone like Eric, super knowledgeable about these machines and what they can do. Yeah. But and that and that serves its place. But that's not where I want to take this because. Part of our mission is making the dirt world a better place. A big piece of that is creating a appreciation for the dirt world beyond the dirt world. Mm-hmm. So we need to get our message out beyond people that live this every single day yeah. to accomplish our mission. So that's why I try to ride that line very carefully. Well, I think it is working so far. We're figuring stuff out day by day. Getting there. Um it is so, it, it is just funny that people would ask us for advice on how to do this. 
I just, I didn't understand. I was like, did you mean Aaron? You know, like, <laughs> well, I don't know well, what I'm doing. But at the time I didn't really know. All I knew is that like on his LinkedIn, he works for a contractor in New Orleans. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. And then when we got into it, it was like, hey, um, I use a $15 microphone off Amazon. Like what? Sh- I don't even know where to start. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I can I can answer all of this. So mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. But they're just like, you know, can we email you again if we have any other questions? I'm like, yes, all the time, whenever you need. Like, this yeah. is like super easy. And I don't want to, this sounds like so pandering or condescending, but like kind of feels good to like give back in a way or, or like support somebody else who's trying to do something that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that's it condescending just felt, at all. Yeah. Well, it just, it just felt like really cool that they're like, oh, they see me as an expert and I wasn't a complete fraud when we had the conversation. I, you know, people will ask me technical questions and I'll always just respond, just email Alex at Bilba.com. <laughs> yeah, Alex at Bilba.com. <laughs> I, do it. I'm not your guy. But that's that's how I feel when people, I, I have a lot of conversations now about business mm-hmm. when people reach out to me for business advice for whatever reason. And the whole time I'm just like, listen, dude, or whoever you are, Take this with a lot of grains of salt because I'm just going to tell you how I do it, but I don't necessarily know how to do any any of this. Well, one of the <laughs> they asked me how do I how do they like start really growing a podcast and get a lot of listeners? I said, do either of you have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram? And they said no. And I said, well, that's what we did. That really helps. <laughs> it really helps. I was like, I don't really know. To, I don't know what to tell you. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I don't know. It's working out so far. Yeah, we're figuring it out. Um, got a couple questions. That was uh, that note from Matt Biddle was super cool. Really, really cool. I've been thinking about it all day. Um, and I actually did an internal podcast with him today. Oh, coming cool. out Wednesday. Oh, that'll be great. So the, the timing was was really nice. How was that? Great. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. Yeah. He's just he's uh he's 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 like you. You're similar. Like just so chill. Or like Ben Schwanberg. Like. You guys just kind of operate at one consistent level. You like if I talk to you, I know what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get Alex. Yeah. If I talk to Matt Biddle, I'm going to get Matt Biddle. Talk to Ben Schwanberg, it's just like as even keel as it gets. Ben and I had lunch a couple of weeks ago, and it was like the most like relaxed thing in the history of the world. <laughs> I know. I was like, did this lunch take take place in like two lazy boys? Like yeah. it was just like cash conversation. Yeah, man. I'll see you later. Peace. Bye. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, both good dudes. And then you'll talk to uh, like a Benjamin Holmgren or a Claire, and you just they're just they just operate at a whole different frequency where you're just like you're just jazzed up and you yeah. just want to go run through a wall. Mm-hmm. It's you know you need love that different applications mm-hmm. for different people for different applications. Perfect. Um, yeah. So Matt's uh, episode was great, and cool. I look forward to putting that out. Um, I guess it will have been out by the time this gets published. Uh, the podcast was great, and I know you guys loved it because it's already came out. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. All right, first question. If Aaron were were to rename the company, what would he name it? You've talked before about how, like, in hindsight, maybe you wouldn't put your name in it. And obviously, it's, like, too late now from a brand perspective. But, like, if you had to start that over again, is there ever anything that has kind of floated around in your brain? I It's just not worth my mental energy. Sure. I mean, it's, I've accepted. You don't that. have a lot of energy to spare. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, but, but in serious, 
in, in seriousness, I do, I do try to be careful about what I think about. And, and I do yeah. try to audit my thoughts. Like where, where am I spending energy and what am I thinking about? And if, if um, like, for example, if I'm, uh, I'm worried, uh, something's stressing me out that I have to do the next day, I'll do that the first. It's something I really don't want to do. Yeah. I'll make sure I knock it out first because I don't want to be worrying about the rest of the day. Uh, like an unfun phone call or I need to write something I'm really not looking forward to or I'm just dreading doing something because it's just like, I'm just not in the mood. Mm-hmm. I'll do that first. Yeah. Um, so if I get a phone call from you like at 8.01, I'm like, oh shit, it's yeah, going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't have all my tough phone calls first thing in the morning. I, I It's sporadic. Got it. So, so anytime I get a phone yeah, call. <laughs> anytime you get a phone call from me, be worried. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Rule with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Machiavelli. I, yeah, I, I like I, I think I've explained on the podcast before. I just wrote it down. I, I remember exactly where I was when I wrote it down. I wrote it down on a legal pad. I wish I still had that legal pad so badly. And maybe I do have it buried somewhere. A great I, little f- frame on the wall somewhere. That would be so cool. Um, and I'm at least learning. So it's like this skid steer, for example. I want this skid steer inside of our office one day because it's my first damn machine. <laughs> That thing is not getting sold. Uh-uh. No, yeah, no, no. That, that hangs around forever. You don't no. just put that on the open market. No, 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 no. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I scribbled it down. The the name was available on Instagram. Started posting. One, two, six. Here we are. Here we are. It is what it is. Um, Can't afford to look back now. <laughs> yeah, I, we're stuck with it. Yep. So we'll just keep rolling with it. I hold the U.S. trademark. For the name Buildwit, there you go. So we're 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 official. official. We are official. We could go to court over Buildwit, and we will. <laughs> yeah, uh, at some point. Um, cool. Well, thank you. It, I do. Going off of that though, like I have talked about, I wish my name wasn't in the company, but I I I really am likely going to start rolling with the joke when it doesn't matter that it's just my dad's company. <laughs> What's my dad's company? So. Yeah, my my dad started. My dad, it. my dad gave it to me. Um, so I, it's been really cool to do. Yeah, but. yeah I just work here, man. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, all right, that was from Matt Briscoe, by the way. Um, next question. This was sent to me over Slack, and I then emailed it to myself. So according to this email, this is from me. Okay, good. We'll see. I think it's from James. Um. In the event that a partner asks for a product that does not align with our usual, quote unquote, usual work or artistic taste, should we make the partner happy and do the project their way or remain true to ourselves and insist we will only do it our way? Um, so this is a dichotomy. It's not always one or the other. So there are instances you just have to, we have a, we have an amount of leadership capital. And I love how Jocko talks about this. Yeah. You have leadership capital. And if you lead effectively, if you do a good job, you put deposits away in your leadership bank account. Mm-hmm. If you do dumb shit, like me on that meeting probably two months ago now, where I just got all bent out of shape and and ranted for an hour, you are writing a check mm-hmm. and you are spending leadership capital. Fortunately, I had some to spend. So... I didn't screw myself because if you go negative, there's big problems. Uh, And so I would view this as the exact same thing. If we do a good job for a partner, 
deliver effectively, we're earning leadership capital, and we can spend that leadership capital in certain ways. If they ask us to do something that, um, like the most recent example of this was NACO. They asked us to take a bunch of photographs of their executives Mm -hmm. up in North Dakota, but we couldn't go tour a mine. And now this is all theoretical. Talk to Caitlin about it. Talk to Chell about it. It hasn't happened yet, yeah. but this I'm just going to use this as an example. This is an internal as podcast. An yeah, so don't, you know, maybe this it never happens, but for where it is right now, I'm going to use it as an example. They wanted, all their, all their executives are going to be up in North Dakota for a meeting. Uh, so they wanted pictures of all the executives, headshots, corporate mm-hmm. photos, and we could not visit a mine. That's not something we necessarily do. We'll take pictures of executives, sure. Yeah. With a portrait lens, out behind the office. Okay. Yeah. So if you need a good, oh, and and we take good photos. Yeah, we've had, I mean, we've done tons of headshots. Tons of headshots. We'll have a lot featured in the in the office meeting rooms. Um, Chella, Chella and Eric do a great job at it. And some of the other team, you know, a lot of people can take headshots here. They're not, for a an average headshot, they're not that hard. There yeah. is a total art, to it, like a Annie Leibovitz, but we're not at that level. We won't ever need to be at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not Vanity Fair, but that's just not something we do. If we went to the mines too, and we're doing some other project, and oh, by the way, to throw them a bone, we While do headshots. Here, yeah, but it's not something we really do. Mm-hmm. We don't. We our content teams need to be in a lot of different places. We don't need to be sending someone to North Dakota, not a very easy place to go to 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 Falkirk to go take a bunch of corporate photos that they that's probably not even going to be what they want. They probably just want very normal corporate photos with a white backdrop and a fancy light. And, and everybody sitting to the side a little bit with their the matching side. blazers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's probably what they want. Um, and so, and, and we've we've earned the right to say, no, we're, we're not the best fit for you. Um, but, you know, if we're visiting a partner and they're like, hey, could you take some photos of our executives real quick. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to say no to that. It's not what we really do, but sure. I have a camera. I'm here. I can do a good enough job. It'll help you out. Fantastic. I'll happily do that. Um, so it's, it's really taking it case by case. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, is it worth not doing? And if it's not, if it's worth not doing and you want to write a check, make sure you explain why. Don't just say, sorry, we're not going to do that. But I feel like we need to be pushing back more on average. And that started with, uh, this has just been a natural progression of our company. I you know, just wanted to take photos. And then I was asked for video. Then I was asked for web. And then I was asked for this, this, that. Mm-hmm. And then Dan and I would go find the appropriate contractor and we would go try to make it all work. And so we just ended up doing everything now that we've done everything, we've started to realize, hmm, maybe we don't want to do everything. Maybe we just want to really focus on what we're good at, storytelling, yeah. and let others do the other stuff. Like the other stuff sometimes isn't fun. So do we need to do everything? And we don't necessarily have an answer right now. Mm-hmm. I think we need to focus and I think we can be more profitable, do better work while being less busy. If we focus, which is why I really do want yeah. to focus, I think it's it'll make everybody better off, our partners and our team and our mission. It's kind of a win-win-win all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know 
quite yet what that focus actually looks like. And I think we're trying to figure it out. I think what's really hard with what you're saying, you know, we need to focus on more um, or that we should push back more. I think what's really hard about that is that it in a way could be against some of our values. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I think it could be read as against some values as say a project comes across my desk that, you know, from such and such partners, like, Hey, they want to do a podcast, but they want to do it this weird way that really doesn't make sense financially for us or, um, from any, any re- there's no reason for us to have anything to do with it. Just an example. That's not necessarily real. Um, if I were to take the make decisions value that we have and said, okay, I'll make it happen. Sure. Let's do it. And then if it comes, comes back to, you know, say you find out that I'm working on it or we've talked about it and you're like, why do you say yes to that? And not that you would respond that way, but it might start to feel that way in the conversation. I think that's where that, that idea can get really confusing. Well, it's like if I'm trying to make it happen and it turns out that's not aligned with what we're, trying to do as a company, I could just like see how that would be really confusing. But you could, you could reverse it too. Deciding not to do something intentionally is making decisions. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's the exact same value practiced in another way. Flipped, Yeah. Yeah. And, and deciding not to act is, is a decision. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 if it is, especially if it's a deliberate, it has to be a deliberate decision. So just being paralyzed in fear, that's not a decision. But if you look at, Okay, if you if you analyze the situation and decide, no, this is not in our best interest, our partner's best interest, our mission's best interest, we're not going to do it. I'm going to make sure we don't leave them hanging. I'm going to make sure they're taken care of, but we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's making decisions. That's doing what's right. That is uh, transparency wins, being upfront to them about how we can't do it, why we can't do it. That's being a friend because you're you're really caring about their business and you know that we're probably not the best fit for them. And that's being a friend to those around you at BuildWit too, because you know, it's not in the best interest of the company. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you do it, you're, you're, you're hurting everybody else at the company. It's like, if you're being an asshole, me telling you you're an asshole, that's being a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it, it doesn't sound friendly, but that's not what being a friend is. It's yeah. really, truly caring for people. So, but I think what's funny is all of those values you just said out loud could be flipped the other way. Totally. You know what I mean? And so the, I, and I don't know if it means that totally we just need to continue to um, refine our like institutional knowledge that we all partake in of these are the things we do, these are the things we don't do. And maybe that's maybe that that's what the answer is is just our company and culture just needs to be more and more lived in so that when we make these decisions, not only are we going through the the lens of our values, there's also just the lens of what do we do here at BuildWit and what do we not do here at BuildWit? Yeah, and and but the thing is, you can only figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do through doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's why we've had to go do everything to then figure out, okay, what, what are we good at? What do we like to do? And what do we not like to do? Mm-hmm. Because let's stop doing that. Or yeah. what, what doesn't make us a whole lot of money? Or what has just caused all these headaches? What if we get rid of all that? Mm-hmm. Why not? And, it, and this is, what, what, this is the, the trouble of being a, a mission-driven business is. 
is if we're Nordstrom, which is a business that's very famous for the customers always right. Mm -hmm. I could go buy some socks from my convenience store down the street and say, I don't like these socks. I can go return them at Nordstrom. Yeah. They're not going to tell me I'm wrong. They're not going to tell me I didn't buy them there. They're not going to tell me they won't take them because I have a receipt. They're going to take my, they're going to take the socks and they're going to make the exchange because the customer's always right. That's bullshit. <laughs> but their, their, their mission is not to go make the, the garment world better. Their mission is to serve the customer yeah. and make money. And the customer, so, so that is the mission is the customer is always right. That's the mission. Our mission is we're here to make the dirt world a better place. Now, the customer, our partners are a component of that, but they are not the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the practices that are currently within their businesses are the reason why the dirt world is to the place it is. A lot of them have you know, perpetuated the practices we need to change. And they know that, but that means, you know, they're not always going to be right. Yeah. And they're bringing us on for a reason. If they could go do this themselves, they probably would, mm -hmm. but they need us because we have expertise, a skill set, uh, a brand, whatever we bring to the table that they don't have. Yeah. So we have knowledge that they don't have. So that means we may be right and they may be wrong. They might be right. We may be wrong. Again, I wish I could just tell you, oh, if you think you're right, James, just do that mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 times. That would be way simpler. Or James, if the customer says they want something, just do it. Not the case. Yeah. It is a case-by-case -case situation. And um, if you're new at the company, leverage other people's opinions within the business. You don't just have to go tell Dylan Stevens, no, Dylan, <laughs> I'm not going to go. Yeah create that infomercial for you. It, just being ridiculous here. Uh, if you're, you know, Nathan, the intern, like, no, Nathan, you don't, you don't need to be telling Dylan Stevens to go kick rocks. <laughs> maybe, maybe Nathan goes to a, a chase, chase. Hey, so I'm in this position here and I just wanted to run this by what, what would you do? You know, you know what do you think is right? Mm -hmm. And you guys work through it. Together. Okay, cool. And then maybe, maybe you, uh, you know, clay, bring in the clay, the, the, the strategist for Rosso. Rosso. Hey, here was what I was asked. Could you could you handle this for me? You know, I, I talked to Chase. This is what I think. Just want to double check with you too. Do you think we should go in this direction? Okay. And then Clay Clay can handle that. Yeah. Um, so there's I'm not telling I'm not telling you to go tell people to kick rocks because I've done that for three years and it has very rarely worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> um but we need to stop doing things that aren't working. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're only going to get better at that in terms of it's just uh, knowing, a, a process. you know, what's the right way to move. Again, we're, as long as we have the intention um, to get better, we, we are uh, reflective enough to look at what we're good at and, 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 and humble, mm -hmm. have the humility yeah. to sit there and say, okay, what are we good at? And what do we really suck at? And why do we keep doing what we suck at? And maybe we don't need to do this anymore. Um, we'll, we'll continue to get better at it. Yeah. Agreed. Sold. Uh, one last question for you. I think this, the answer to this has very much changed in the last year and a half that I've been at BuildWit. But I would, I'm asking this question like of this moment. 
What do you do here at BuildWit, Aaron? And, <laughs> I, and, I'm, and I'll let me further it by saying like actual things and not as much like you vision cast and you, yeah. you know, more like tangible. Um, so today, for example, I planned some travel. Sure. Met with Jessica, talked about travel, talked about uh, how we get people into the office in an effective manner. We, I talked to Dan about build it leaders messaging, talked to the group, you know, small group, um, Skylar Benjamin about build it leaders messaging. I had the leadership meeting where we talked about just build it problems with leadership overall. I had lunch with the owner of the biggest construction company in town today. Um, to Jones Bros. Jones Brothers, Jimmy McCulloch. Um, I'm, I'm doing a podcast, just checked in on the store, went to the office, check in on that. I, there's kind of a few, a few big functions here. One, I spend a lot of time traveling. Online, it looks like I'm having a ton of fun. That's because I'm having a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I have a very good time. Is traveling always fun? No. Absolutely not. Ask I, Angel, who spent two different nights yes, at the Dallas airport this God, week. God bless Angel. God bless you know Eric Jumper. He's been dealing with a lot of delays. Anybody, anybody that flies yeah. regularly, especially right now, it's just it's a total disaster. It it really is maddening and and really sucks. And I really empathize with anybody that has to travel for work because it's 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 a it's a monster. Um. I, but I, I have to travel around because I need to form relationships with people and build the brand and understand the industry very intimately, very intimately, and have all of these conversations and really just synthesize what are the common themes here? What are the common problems here? And how can we utilize our business, our resources to alleviate some of those problems, make the world a better place, push the industry forward? So all of my opinions, all of what I do on a day-to-day basis are informed by my experiences traveling around to, to job site to job site. Now, I'm not going to job site job site with all these brain blasts. Oh my God. Wow. This is it. It's not like that. Yeah. It's just all of these discussions adding up about, Stephen, what jobs are you getting? Why'd you choose this machine? So you bought the 395, but you don't have work for it till October. What do you think about that? Is it a little bit of pain? Huh? He's like, yeah, man, I yeah, definitely. All of those conversations add up to create and inform my opinions, beliefs, which I uh, leverage for social media, increasing our following, mm-hmm. building our brand, the podcast, guiding our business, you know, helping inform where we take build it leaders. Like this morning, you know, I we had this messaging with build it leaders that I thought, hey, I think we could adjust it a little bit to resonate better with an executive, our target demographic here, based on my conversations mm-hmm. with them. Um, so so traveling's a huge, huge part of my time. Huge part of my time. Um, I, 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 I do it regularly. We'll do it regularly for a long time. It's not gonna, going away anytime soon. Once I have kids, I hope it's more sustainable. And I think it will be more sustainable. Which is why I do it so much now. Uh, I still have anxiety before every single trip. And it's it's not like a, every single trip is a total grind. I mean, it's- It just is. It just is. Yeah. It's just, I just get back and I'm wiped out. 
Um, but it's something I really need to do. Uh, so that's a big piece of it. Um, just making sure the business is operationally sound and making sure we're, you know, looking out for the icebergs, so to speak, from a, a legal standpoint, a lot of my time there, from a financial standpoint, a lot of my time thinking there, from a insurance standpoint, from a space standpoint, the office has been a huge time suck mm-hmm. of mine sure. over the past year. Um, so it's, uh, I spend a lot of my time and mental energy focused. I was going to say worried, but I don't know if that's the right word, focused on the operational aspects of our business. Um, I spend a lot of time now focused on how I can develop myself as a leader. So like yesterday, I spent a lot of time reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to understand, like I was just reading it, uh, you know, about ExxonMobil and, and um, uh, cyber, cyber crime right now and uh, the changes to the market and how there's this new generation of investors and um, uh, they ask you answer. I'm reading that book right now, just trying to uh, listen to a lot of podcasts, trying to, to build my worldview from, from different perspectives mm-hmm. and, and try to Add that together to help inform how I lead the business, become a better leader is is a lot of my time now. Um, just the art side of things, editing photos, writing captions, doing podcasts. Yeah. That's a huge, huge percentage of my time. So that's it. That's it, huh? <laughs> that's it, folks. That's all he does. I mean, I could go on and on, but yeah. that's... That's kind of what I do is, is uh, I spend a lot of time. I, I try to talk to as many people as I can regularly. Mm-hmm. I really do try to get around. Um, and it's, it's tough. You, you bury your head in the sand when you're traveling. And so it'll be a week will fly by. And, and that's the scary thing about traveling too, is it's like, it's like you're stepping into a time machine. So you're there, but, but the rest of the world is over here still just humming along at its, and you're just like hurtling through space and time. And then you pop out on the other side and you think that it's, it was like a day, but it was really a whole week had just passed in the normal world. Yeah. But you're so disconnected when you travel. That's a funny way to think about it. Yeah. And so that, that's a constant balance mm-hmm. of, of really trying to give the business and, and the people here enough of my time while also trying to get out on the road as much as possible. And then there's, there's the guilt associated with it. It's like, yeah, I'm running around on a coal mine today. Should I really be running around on a coal mine? Should I really be chasing after this brand new 6020 shovel in the middle of the hills in Pennsylvania? Is that really the best, best use of my time right now? Mm-hmm. It is, but there's, there's guilt associated with it sure. now. And especially it's like, yeah, the team's working so hard and here I am just like hanging out in the cab of a 6020. This is so cool. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some guilt associated with it. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't, I, I, I talked about it at the company meeting and I've talked about it on the podcast. It's, you know, expand our brand, our influence, our understanding of the industry, making sure our business is operationally sound. That's what I just talked about mm-hmm. from, from financial, from legal, from insurance. No, we don't have a lot of problems within our business that a lot of people notice and see. Yeah. Because we, and we're not perfect, but we have spent a lot of time on the infrastructure yeah. of it. That's by design. By design. And and Kara and, and Jessica and now Aaron Samro, like they all 
see that side of our business that very few people actually see, there's a huge amount of infrastructure that goes into actually getting people a paycheck twice a week. Sure. And making sure that this thing's safe. twice a month. Twice, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, are we get paid to be here? Disconnected, I am. Um, so there's that. There's mission and vision, which is a, a largely informed by all my discussions mm-hmm. and my travel, and and then caring for our people. Yeah, and and that's part. You know, that's uh, um, uh, benefits is is a piece of that. That's I could throw the office into that. That's sure. all of my discussions with everybody. That is. Um, uh, like you know, the desire for uh, setting up profit sharing, for example, that takes time and brain space. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just answering the phone when people call, I try to be pretty accessible. And I mean, I say when I say like, yeah, just call anytime. Yeah, you can call anytime. Yeah. I'll for sure get back to you that day without a doubt. And if I can, I'll I'll let you know. I can't because of this reason, but mm-hmm. honestly, that's rare. I'd believe that. That all sounds real to me. Well, thanks for going into that, Aaron. I thought that was um, really insightful. And um, I just think it's probably easy for us as a team to be like, yeah, Aaron leads the company. But like, that's obviously that's part of it. And that's a big, but that doesn't really tell the story of like, what are you doing? You know? So that's cool. So thanks for digging into that. I, I try to be really diligent about what I do and I try not to take advantage. Mm-hmm. It's like like when I'm traveling, I'm there for a legitimate reason. I mean, sure, my enjoyment is a component of that. Sure. I have a lot of fun. Um but I try to make sure that this is the most effective use of my time. Even the skid steer, like messing around the skid steer for a morning, that really isn't me just wasting time. That like having that for a month has already given me so much more appreciation for contractors. Sure. So much more appreciation for contractors, Yeah, which is funny because I'm around this all the time. And yet this has completely expanded my level of understanding and appreciation of what they do. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to clear my mind, which then allows me to make better decisions and serve the business better. I'm with you, man. This doesn't turn Support off. Support you. Me. It just keeps going. doesn't turn off. Yep. Uh, well, Aaron, that's a podcast, I think, man. Appreciate you going in. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have questions or topics to discuss or something we did that you enjoyed. Or didn't enjoy. Or something that we did that you never want us to do again. Please write alexatbuildwood.com. Alexatbuildwood.com. Straight to me. You know, you're one of only a few people with an email address like that. I know. I wonder who was the first to not. Probably the first time we... Probably Matt... Bert, probably Matt Bert, poor guy. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe James. Well, actually, Dan had has both. Yeah, Dan, Dan got both, but Dan, he has the original one. Chase was the original one. Mm-hmm. Matt Briscoe. Yep, <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> he snuck in. I there. think Jack has one too. I think Kara has one. Shay has one. See, I think I think Kara was the one that that shut the party down there. It's all right. It's it's a little bit more flexible when you add the last name. <laughs> no, it's it's way more practical. Unless we <laughs> unless we had <laughs> we just need to keep hiring more Matt B's. No, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're going to a, a first name uh, e- back to a first name email policy only. So um, yeah, Matt Burt, uh, Matt Biddle. Sorry, 
You're going to polish up your resumes. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. There's only one Matt here. I was going to say they're going to have to share an email address. <laughs> <laughs> or share an email address. Like it's real confusing real fast. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all.